The Satanic Temple's third tenet says, one's body is inviolable and subject to one's own will alone. Our fifth tenet says, beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world, and one should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Any state mandated <laughs> violation what? of the third and fifth tenets compromises the abortion ritual oh by forcing God. the Satanists to violate their deeply held beliefs, which goes against the Hobby Lobby decision. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to another Tuesday edition of Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we are creating movies about the issues impacting our culture and society from a biblical perspective. I'm Amber Archer, half of the duo that makes up Fearless Features, and joining me, of course, is my husband, also known as Mixmaster Mark at Mix times. Mixmaster Mark in the house, yo. <laughs> so today, what do you got going on? I have I have um, much interesting audio to share with everyone. Oh. Yes, but first, we should tell everybody about our shout out that we got. Oh, yeah. So thank you, Turning Point USA. Uh, it's Turning Point USA Faith. Uh, they were mm-hmm. having a pastor's conference this past week in California, mm-hmm. and we get a text message from one of our friends who was there, and he's like, hey, they're talking about the mind polluters <laughs> from the stage, you guys. And so we're like, awesome. Yeah. I went, who, who's saying? What are they saying about it? <laughs> I have no idea who. All good things. All good things. We're not. Hey, we're. Happy to have the mention. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was cool. And then um, other than that, uh, I speaking of getting text messages, so I got uh, I got notification from a couple of friends that um, here in our neck of the woods, mm-hmm. Fort Wayne, Indiana. The, so, of course, last week was for, I think, for most people in the country, but certainly here was the first week of school. And... Apparently, Fort Wayne Community Schools, which is, you know, the the greater Fort Wayne metro area, um, they bust all of the teachers downtown to the baseball stadium, Tin Caps, uh, Parkview Field, mm-hmm. right, to have sort of their beginning of the year rah-rah session. And they um, they played a video for everyone to kind of announce they didn't really talk about it in detail but they, it was kind of to announce that this is kind of the direction that they're apparently going with Fort Wayne Community Schools now. Mm-mm. And uh, I wasn't in this loop so I'm not sure. Yeah, so uh, in fact, uh, I have the audio of oh. it so this is uh, this is on YouTube so of course we'll put the link in the show notes. This is Oh, of course. I'm just going to let it let this woman explain herself here okay this is called the archaeology of the self my name is yolanda Seely ruiz i'm an associate professor at teachers college columbia university columbia i was born in the bronx my goal in life is to get those who want to be teachers and those who want to teach in so-called urban schools to get it right get it right my goal is to engage them into thinking about themselves and what their roles and responsibilities are in the classroom what you believe about teaching has to come from what you believe about the children that you're supposed to teach and serve. It all, it all sounds pretty good. And so if you good. don't do that work for yourself, how are you really going to be open to the stories and the lives of the students that you teach? Oh, well, I wait. think about my work and specifically the work that I my seek work. to do with those who are not yet teachers, so pre-service teachers, but I also work with in-service teachers. Uh, There's a concept that one of my doctoral students helped me to uh, shape 
and define in my mind, and that's the archaeology of the self. <laughs> and simply put, the archaeology okay. of the self, like it. an archaeological dig, like a digging deep, like a peeling back of layers, layers. is for the teachers to really think deeply about how these issues live in them. Issues of race, issues of class, issues what? of uh, religious practices, um, how they look at those who practice religions other than their own, um, how they look at those who have sexual orientations other than their own. Right, and when you don't because agree with me, them. Um, I believe that in order to teach someone, or order to be open to someone, um, and that really is what teaching is, to be open to other people's stories, that you have to know your own story. That you have to be aware of who you are, what you bring to the classroom, how you're going to interact with the children that you are there to serve. And if you're not open with your story, if you do not think deeply about how these issues live in you, Here we go. you will just exact harm. You Ready? will traumatize. Here it comes. You will say racist things unless you really take time to understand, particularly if you're white, how you have been raised to be a racist if you're in this country. And if you're a person of color, how you may have uh, taken in internalized racism, how you uh, might be prejudiced you know, against those who look like you and others. And so this kind of deep work, I believe, has to be done before we can even begin to have someone take up theoretical practices or to examine your pedagogy. You know, I, I live in a space of hope because education hope. is just that. And racism is, if I think about a tree, right, is deeply embedded in the roots of that tree. Oh my word. And so um, this is the work that we try to fight against, whether it's through racial literacy or culture responsive education. It really is the racism that is deeply threaded through our society and certainly schools are not unique. Wow. What do you think about that? Okay, so first thing, as soon as she said, she was from Columbia University. Uh-huh. So I have been reading Pete Hegseth's new book, Battle for the American Mind, and it is fantastic. And he talks about Columbia University in particular mm-hmm. and how all of the teachers are coming out of... Columbia University is also the university, I might add, that invited... Um, what was... His name, he was the supreme leader of Iran, and I'm forgetting his name, but invited him to come and speak as an honored guest, Uh basically the leader of Iran, one of the largest Mm -hmm. state sponsors of terrorism in the world, (laughs) and invited him, yeah, I gave him, gave him an, uh, you know, just a wonderful welcome, and he stood there. Well, I I think what's so interesting listening to her is... um, and it goes back to, let me just read a quote here out of Battle for the American Mind, because I thought it was so great and so spot on. And it says, a liberated mind is one that can entertain thoughts without accepting them. That's real tolerance. But for her, she is looking at everything through the lens mm-hmm. of racism and whatever her religion is and her work and, yep. you know, all of her. It's all about her. There, yeah. there is no hierarchy. There is no God. There, there. It's only what she believes. Yeah, this is. I, I can't quite believe that we are that our generation is living through. Uh, this complete inversion of sanity. We <laughs> understood. We, we were raised. We were not raised like this. We were raised to 
see people for who they are and <clears throat> accept them no matter what. We didn't really see skin color. It, it, listen, we're all one race. So skin color is not race. The different amount of pigment of melanin you have in your right. in your body. And now it has been completely flipped to now only, only if you're dark skinned are you allowed to be outright racist. Right? <laughs> right. I mean, this whole video, everything that she says... Is she just gets right down to business there saying, well, you can't help it if you're white. That's how you were raised. And, mm-hmm. and if I inverted that and changed white to black, mm-hmm. that video would be yanked off of YouTube immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the very definition of prejudice. Mm-hmm. She is 100 <laughs> percent hateful, prejudicial against anyone who is white. Mm hmm. So they've taken it and completely flipped it over. And so imagine being a teacher. You're ready to get jazzed for the new year. It's already hard enough mm-hmm. for these teachers that are in these woke progressive school systems. And then they throw this at you, mm-hmm. you know, to set the mood. Right. Right. And, and we've had people. Doesn't push it make back. you excited to go right. to school? Right. And we've and we we've had people push back saying, well, they didn't. She didn't talk at it. They didn't. They didn't say, you know, they didn't say that they were going to be teaching critical race theory. Um, um, excuse me. You played this to set the mood for the beginning of the year. I'd say it's pretty obvious what you're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. So I just wanted to share that because this is right here in our neck of the woods this is not unique no it's happening all over the country happening everywhere Mm -hmm. and yeah just i I, we got to pray for the good teachers Mm -hmm. some of them the ones that i have talked to they are they are just dying they don't know they don't know can you can i mean just imagine taking a profession that you love and you genuinely love and care and want to see children succeed and you want the best for them Mm -hmm. But you're constantly attacked, especially with things like this. Yeah. I mean, there are so many wonderfully great teachers teaching kids, mm-hmm. but their hands are tied. Their hands are tied by the administration. Yeah, they're being forced into it's, you know, I think back to when I, I spent five years in Civil Air Patrol, U.S. Air Force Auxiliary. And one of the reasons why I why I stayed was because I enjoyed working with the cadets Mm -hmm. and i i ran i ran the cadet part of the squadron so it's it's like junior rotc if you're not familiar and um there's a part of you that you you want to stay because you believe in your students Mm -hmm. right and i had cadets that i had worked with for years and i saw the potential in them but it got to a point where I just said, because CAP gets all their funding and directives from DOD and U.S. Air Force, and this was during the Obama years, and it was just getting ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get anything done, and it was, I mean, almost by the day, it was getting more and more ridiculous. You couldn't you couldn't discipline anymore, and it, you just finally get to a point, and you go, I'm done. Sorry, mm-hmm. cadets. Good luck. Mm-hmm. I love you. Good luck. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I got to that point. I said, I can't do this anymore. This system is broken. Yeah. But I thought that one of the interesting things that she talked about there, of course, was 
understanding people's religious beliefs, yeah. right? <laughs> I heard that. Which applies to everyone except Christians. Right. right? I've got a couple interesting clips here. Um, so this is uh, this is an interview, a brief interview that someone did um, with a pro-abortion protester oh, okay. on the sidewalk. Okay, let's listen to her reasoning here. Do you believe in abortion after birth? Would you? Would you I believe in whatever the woman wants to choose to do. That's her choice. At any point of the child's life, at any point of the lady's life, that's her choice to kill another person's body. It's gonna always be her choice. What? Even after the baby's born. It's always her choice. So if they're two years old? It's always her choice. I can kill my two-year-old. It's a woman's right to choose. Yeah, she's not, she's not answering the question. To kill their child at any it's point. A woman's right to choose. Wow. Can you say zombie? <sighs> just... Okay, I mean, just think about what she... So I can kill my two-year-old. It's a woman's right to choose. What? Well, it reminds me of, of watching Matt Walsh's What is a Woman? And he would ask them, so how, how do you define a woman? And he's talking to four to five women in a group. And yeah. they're looking at each other. <laughs> You're just... This is laughable. What yeah. is wrong with you? Yeah. The sickness, the, the, the mental sickness. The delusion. Is... is unbelievably evident now um i had to go deeper with this because of course we haven't really we haven't talked a lot since roe was overturned Mm -hmm. um we've talked a little bit about what was going on here in the indiana state house where they passed what they called the the most pro-life legislation ever passed at the state level and it's it's really quite pathetic what they passed doesn't doesn't do a whole heck of a lot. It does force the clinics to close, uh, but it doesn't really have any enforcement mechanism. Mm-hmm. And so what you're starting to see now is, you know, when Trump said it's time to drain the swamp, what happens when you drain a swamp? You start seeing where everything's hiding and what's really below the surface. It gets real stinky. It gets really <laughs> stinky. You start seeing all the stuff that's rotting at the bottom. And what you're seeing right now, and like I've said before, I don't even waste my time talking about Democrats. Mm-hmm. I don't even waste my time because that party is wicked. They're mm-hmm. the party of pro-abortion, Death. pro-LGBTQ. I mean, destroy the nation. That's the Democrat Party. I'm talking about the Republicans. The Republicans have a supermajority in Indiana. House, Senate, Governor. Governor. Mm-hmm. And even at that, they couldn't get anything done that actually mattered. Um, now, when we were doing, speaking of abortion, of course, when we were doing Inwood Drive, yep, there were a lot of discussions that I remember having with people uh about the fact that abortion is considered a religious ritual by satanists and most people that i would talk to about that would kind of glaze over mm-hmm. look at you like you're alex jones with a tinfoil hat right <laughs> oh, okay right okay you're talking about the the fringe minority kooks well, whatever that's just your theory well because how many of us know or have seen a satanist that we right. know of right right because they're they've and they are kind of viewed as a fringe group they have been viewed as a fringe group mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't view them as a fringe group. Uh, now anymore. they've got clubs in the schools. Right. So I went searching and I found um, some of their instructional material. Oh, nice. And I've got some clips. Are you ready for this? Okay. This is from the, the Church of Satan. The Satanic Temple advances many just causes that protect the religious rights of our members. We champion pluralism and have repeatedly taken legal action to assure that Satanists receive the same treatment as members of other faiths. Our ability to practice our beliefs has been aided by the enactment of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. This law generally prohibits the government from interfering with a person's free exercise of religion, which includes the performance of religious rituals. The Satanic Temple's rituals adhere to our tenets, which value science and assert bodily autonomy. As an expression of our deeply held beliefs, the Satanic Temple has created a religious ritual that involves terminating an unwanted pregnancy during the first trimester. Told you the so. religious abortion ritual involves the recitation of our third and fifth tenets, along the music. with personal affirmation during the abortion procedure. The ritual provides spiritual comfort and affirms bodily autonomy and self-worth. Wow. The Satanic Temple proudly announces to all of its followers that within the states that have enacted the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, religiously performed abortions are exempt from legal requirements that are not medically necessary. These include waiting periods, being forced to listen to the fetal heartbeat, Forced, forced burial or cremation of fetal remains, required reading materials, compulsory counseling, medically unnecessary sonograms, and the requirement that practitioners withhold certain medical information. Yeah, just so everybody knows they're playing that music, The Satanic us. Temple will yeah. do all it can to assure that states protect the religious rights of our members to obtain first trimester abortions on demand. Thyself is thy master. Hail Satan. Whoa. Thoughts. Yuck. Comments, questions, concerns. Yuck, you sickos. Ugh. I find it interesting. No, but that, I was starting to find out. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what part of the country this came out of? Like, where, who, where's the, where are the, they uh, located? The Church of Satan. I, I don't know where they're headquartered, no. Mm. But I find it interesting that they are claiming... That because of RIFRA, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, mm-hmm. which Christians pushed, mm-hmm. that now the Church of Satan is saying, yes, because of this, is the, they seem to be implying that all you have to do is invoke that you're a Satanist uh-huh. and all of these laws. So, you know, what they were talking about. So, Indiana now... Now it's the the laws in in effect burial or cremation, mm-hmm. and uh, you know all that is uh, directed at laws specifically that were, are in effect in Indiana. I think I think uh, just while you're sitting there talking and some of the things, just thinking about what she said, they're they're abdicating for murder. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's what they're absolutely. <laughs> Because for your ritual, yes, that's that's a part of your ritual. What I would she say, ten at three and four or something yeah, like that. Three and five, and I, I we, we we don't have time on this show, but we'll go into this 
on another show reading through what their tenets are yeah, is quite fascinating. You know, and at the beginning she said they're they're all about science. Well, but how many times have we seen how many cases have there been where, you know, a mother gets shot and killed or in a car accident? It's homicide. It's double homicide. Double homicide, yeah. Yet these people are allowed to go on and share this Oh, yeah. Everywhere for like the so sick yeah, people do not do not let your children on the Internet. Yeah. And let me just point oh. out this is this is perfectly fine on YouTube. Right. Right. And your children can find this. Mm-hmm. This is this doesn't have an age restriction on it. They are advocating for murder. Yeah. Of children, unborn children. They are outright saying, yes, all you got to do is claim that you're a Satanist and you get an exemption and you can go ahead and you can murder your baby. Mm hmm. Um, there's more to this. I ha- actually have now. They've got one of their one of their people actually giving instruction. Oh boy! On, on this. So, are you ready for that, or do you have something else to to share here? No, I was. I think I I was looking up a word because I I said it wrong, but that's okay. Okay. So here's the here's the uh, you know the the instructional part of this. Hi, my name is Jane Essex, and I'm the spokesperson for the Satanic Temple's Religious Reproductive Rights Campaign. I'll address some questions here for clarity. First question, how do existing regulations interfere with your Satanic abortion ritual? TST's pregnancy termination ritual is founded on our religious beliefs of bodily autonomy, and using the best available science. So you have things like mandatory counseling, being forced to listen to fetal heartbeats, forced waiting periods before you can even have the abortion, things that serve no medical purpose. All these obstacles violate deeply held beliefs, and this disrupts the practice what, of what our ritual. So we're objecting to the regulations that are not actually Thyself necessary for the abortion and do not offer better outcomes. So it would be unconstitutional to require a waiting period before receiving Holy Communion. It would be illegal to demand Muslims receive counseling prior to Ramadan. It would be ridiculous to demand that Christians affirm in writing the unscientific assertion that a baptism can cause brain cancer. So we expect the same rights as any what other religious organization. What in the world is that even about? So the next question. Strongman argument. What does the Hobby Lobby ruling have to do with satanic abortion? Hobby Lobby successfully argued that they didn't have to provide contraception in their health insurance packages to female employees, even though it was mandated in the Affordable Care Act. They claimed that that violated their religious beliefs as a Christian organization. So they successfully argued that their refusal to abide by this requirement was protected by the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, or as I call it, RIFRA. So TST's religious abortion ritual is also protected by RIFRA under the same legal precedent. So Hobby Lobby affirmed that it is unlawful for the government to put a burden on free exercise of religion without a compelling reason. So we're arguing that same claim under that precedent. The next question, right, we need to be able to kill our babies. Request right religious exemptions for abortions. When the patient goes into the clinic, our members who want to terminate their pregnancy and who want to perform the ritual will have a letter that we have prepared for them that explains the ritual to the medical staff and requests this exemption from those obligations that are an undue burden to their religious practices. Just to be clear, we're not claiming that all abortions are satanic and we're not claiming that all Satanists who get pregnant should have or are required to have an abortion. This is strictly for Satanists who have chosen to have an abortion and who want to participate 
in this abortion ritual. Our next question, will the abortion ritual interfere with a doctor's ability to perform the procedure? In a word, no. Our ritual puts absolutely no significant obligation on the medical staff. The act of reciting They're the third and fifth tenets and the personal so. affirmation while looking at well, one's I'm reflection sure. I'm trying is not to figure going to interfere out. with a medical or surgical Wait, procedure. Pause it for a the intent of the full ritual. So she's talking, maybe she's going to get to it here because she has said the intent of the full ritual. So, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to understand. So are there Satanist members? Are they going in to receive the abortion and then taking the baby with them so that they can go and do the ritual somewhere else? Or is the ritual just the actual no, the, abortion itself? The ritual is that they have to look at themselves in the mirror and recite, I think, the third and the fifth tenets, uh, which I don't have in front of me, but it's it's a it's a ritual for them of their to, deeply held beliefs of their deeply held beliefs that they they have a right to do this and wow yeah yuck yeah. that's why that's why she's saying no it's not going to interfere with what they're doing because it doesn't really involve them they're just, the 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 medical staff are just you know doing the murder while they allow them and affirm that they, they are their own master yeah yeah. Do you want to play? There's a, quite a oh, bit yeah. left here. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Is to empower and to allow the patient empower. to feel confident in their choice. So moving on to the next question, do you expect the clinics will honor your requests? Now, we understand that clinics are going to be hesitant to grant these exceptions. Yeah, the clinic staff will probably be concerned because there are regulations, even though the law and the judiciary have made it clear that religious rights prevail in these situations. So they would be violating the law if they don't comply with our request. The next question. Notice she doesn't go into any more detail past that. If a member is denied their religious exemptions, a denial would mean that the clinic is prohibiting that person from performing a religious ritual, and the Satanic Temple will intervene to make sure that our member's right to partake in this abortion ritual is granted. So, if necessary, we'll take legal action to help the patient in filing a complaint for declaratory judgment, a permanent injunction, as well as an emergency preliminary injunction. The next question, can anyone practice the religious abortion ritual and expect clinics to honor their requests? Not every abortion is satanic. The ritual is meant just for people who identify with the satanic identify. temple's Here's religious t- beliefs. Oh. Mm-hmm. Identify for, for a time and then go away. interested in our right. religious practices. Abortions performed as a part of the satanic temple's abortion ritual are satanic. And that's what makes them exempt from these unnecessary and undue burden regulations. Finally, how do the satanic temple tenets release patients from the obligation to comply with state mandates on abortion? The Satanic Temple's third tenet says, one's body is inviolable and subject to one's own will alone. Our fifth tenet says, beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world, and one should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Any state mandated violation <laughs> of the third and fifth tenets compromises the abortion ritual by forcing the Satanists to violate their deeply held beliefs, which goes against the Hobby Lobby decision. So medically unnecessary requirement violates our religious practices. Thank you so much for all of your questions. I hope I was able to provide more detail for the ritual. For more information mm-hmm. about Satanic abortions, you can visit the satanictemple.com. There you go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You All can... those things that you always wondered. No, I didn't really. were afraid to ask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think it's so Lord it's so start. sad. Lord, Lord, help them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I just you hear stuff like that. And honestly, they're so lost. And you just know there it's it's such a lie. It's all a lie. Yeah, like everything, there are the people at the top who know exactly what they're doing. And I, if you've ever seen the, I forget his name, but the guy who is the, the the head of the satanic temple, he is super creepy. <laughs> is that the guy with the the white glass yeah, eye? The one guy, one eye, yeah, one glass eye or something. I don't know. He's really he's really weird. Um, I think people like that, yeah, truly. Oh, it reminds truly me. Truly has sold his soul. Yeah. He, he's he's it, all in. Yeah, it reminds me of that article that you were just reading to me. Mm-hmm. Of, and I, I can't, it was it was the, the it was pedophiles. Whistle, it was from uh, the July issue of Whistleblower, which is World Net Daily's magazine. If you if you don't get this uh, magazine, I highly recommend it. Uh, go to World Net Daily. I don't, we don't. It's WND.com. WND.com. Yeah. We'll leave links. Yeah. Um. So this is the the whole the whole July issue is is titled "What's Really Behind the Transgender Craze." Um, yeah, so I highlighted this. Why do you suppose pedophiles are obsessed with sex with prepubescent children? There's absolutely nothing sexually attractive about little children. Quite the contrary. But the pleasure derived from sexually violating little children is not so much sexual as it is the relief and satisfaction derived from corrupting and destroying their innocence. This is exactly what Craig Sawyer talked about. In the mind polluters. In the mind polluters. The experience is cathartic, fulfilling, and physically and spiritually relieving to the abuser. Children represent and indeed embody innocence. And now remember this in the context of the Satanists Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Embody innocence, the state damaged people themselves, the state damaged people themselves enjoyed before they themselves were seduced, corrupted and degraded. And from the vantage point of seriously corrupted and unrepentant human beings like criminal pedophiles and Satanists, the innocence of others, especially children is something akin to the noonday sun for a vampire. It burns worse than anything else in their life. Since it represents the light of conscience they have abandoned and thus serves as a very uncomfortable and unwelcome reminder of the light of truth with which they are now at war. So they feel compelled to put out that light by abusing the child. Mm-hmm. Well, this and is it, an, It's an excellent article. This is by David Capellian with World Night Daily. Yeah. Well, and it, and it goes to what these people are. Like you said, the people at the top know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. The rest of them and, and the people who fall into this trap, into this lie, yeah. you know, just yeah. know, just, just well, pray. Just it's, pray. It's so evil how they, they, they're taking something pray to that God. is so. God. Well, you don't come back from you don't come back from this, mm-hmm. you know, um, people. And we have. We have in our culture, we've we've taken far too lightly the occult and all of the things that go with it. We talked mm-hmm. about this a long time ago with Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've just because it's been so glamorized in Hollywood, mm-hmm. we look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's kind of kind of a cute thing. Right. And we, the the satanic temple has become sort of this byline, kind of a laughing stock to a lot of people well what they're doing here is they're 
They're taking something and going, hey, uh, here's how we can draw more people in. Because I tell you what, if you if you take this advice and you go in and you recite these tenets and you say, I, I'm going to have a satanic ritual so that I can, uh, you know, kill my baby and think that you're going to walk away from that and not be affected, you're wrong. Because mm-hmm. there is... There is uh, legitimate. There are legitimate consequences spiritually to partaking in things like this, mm-hmm. and it is not something to just. It's not like some magic <laughs> spell that you just. No. And, but that's how they pitch it. Oh, just yeah. say these words, and then you're good. No, you are. Uh, you're identifying yourself with Satan yeah. and his temple. It just reminds me of Ephesians 6. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You know, And then it goes on. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. Mm-hmm. It's a really scary thing. And I, so I just, I had, I had this uh, audio for a while and uh, I just thought, it's just such a frightening thing that this kind of thing is out there um, on the Internet, on for everyone YouTube, to everybody, access. for everybody out there. So, you know, as parents, we've just got to be vigilant. Watch what your kids are are into. We've got so much more to talk about, but we're out of time today. So <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll talk some more next week. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening through to the end. That's all the time we have for today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode. And you can stay up to date with our latest projects and current events by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. Glad we could encourage you with this today. <laughs> oh, you guys, <laughs> the battle is is never over. All right. Have a wonderfully blessed day. We will talk to you again next Tuesday. 